right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Lawns Across America. This one coming to you on August 10th of 2023. Got a special episode this week. My friend Mike Bowman, you guys will know him as Bermuda Grass Central. BYD, the big yard dog, D-A-W-G. BYD, he came in town this week and hung out with us. Got to do a collab, came over, hung out in my lawn, and we did uh, did some content on St. Augustine grass. You know, if, you, if you've ever been with Mike, he is a content machine. He's got cameras running. Either his son or his wife is holding a camera, sometimes both. He's got a camera going. He never misses anything. And he's just a master at really taking content on the fly and getting it done and, and getting it produced and getting it put out quick. If you go to his Instagram, look it up, Bermuda Grass Central, you'll see actually a lot of what we did, including our duet of Ebony and Ivory. So check that out on Bermuda Grass Central on Instagram. But Mike and I, we've been friends for a few years now, and Yard Mastery, we sponsor him. Uh, we have for the last couple of years. We also sponsor him to come to the GIE Expo. We get his room for him every year and his family, and uh, and so he comes in. And so it's just fun to hang out with Mike. And uh, this time he came here, and we also went out and uh, did a podcast, which you're going to hear in a few minutes. It's going to be super interesting. We kind of go into his life in YouTube, some of the things that he does there and his thoughts on that, um, how he's doing. He I, A lot of people don't know, but he's got a business where he actually takes care of lawns. So we talk a little bit about that. We get into ro robot mowers and equipment and uh, some thoughts on that and how it works with Bermuda grass. So just a really interesting conversation. But uh, some other things we did took him to uh, our favorite restaurant in downtown Bradenton. It's called O'Bricks, if you ever come here legit some of the best freshest seafood that you're going to get is at O'Bricks and they prepare it really well and nicely. I also like to get people to try our local fish dip. If you ever come to the Tampa Bay area, at least the west coast of Florida, coastal cities like St. Pete up to Tarpon Springs in that area and then down here into Bradenton uh, and Sarasota, a, a regional thing is most restaurants will have fish dip or fish spread and it's usually smoked, but they all have their own little flair to it. You think about the way people prepare tuna fish, right? Some people like a lot of mayonnaise. Some people don't. Some people put celery and onion. Some people don't. Some people put even uh, uh, relish in there to give it a little bit of a, of a tang. Everybody kind of has their own way they like their tuna fish. Well, here we do smoked fish dip, and every restaurant has their own spin on it. And I always like to let people try that. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so uh, we got to try the uh, the fish dip at O'Bricks and also over, by, uh, over at the Woody's River Roo. And so just a great time having him in town. But the highlight was really when we went fishing. We, we uh, I like to take people that come here, my friends, I like to take them out fishing, show them a good time. Now, I'm not a fisherman. I just go out with the right people so I get the best picture for Instagram so people think I'm an outdoorsman when I'm really not. Uh, and so I go with Island Lure Fishing. That's L-U-R-E, Island Lure, Captain Gene. This time we actually went out with one of his partners, Captain Aaron, and he put us on put us on the snook. It's one of the game fish that people come here to catch, catch them on the flats. We're only fishing like two, three feet of water and uh, snook, they just hammer that bait. We use uh, uh, live bait. And again, that's part of going with a captain that that's a charter captain. He gets all the live bait for you. All you, I mean, you don't even have to cast if you don't want to. Now we enjoy casting, but you don't even have to. He'll throw it right on the fish for you. All you got to do is reel it in. Um, but again, snook are fun. They're, they're, they're a good fighter for their size. Now they get pretty big. Brett caught a 27 inch, which is pretty big. I mean, you get something in the thirties, you're looking at like lifetime fish, even a 27 incher. A lot of people wait their whole life to catch something that big. Um, average, you know, 12 to 15, 16, but they're fun. They jump out of the water like a bass. So a lot of people will call them saltwater bass, but they're just fun. And we were on them. But what really came out was, was Mike, 
you know, now Mike's a Gen Xer. He's he's a, an 80s kid like me. He's 53. I just turned 50 this year. So we're cut from that same cloth where we're kind of sarcastic about the world. And he is a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun cutting up. But one thing we saw was his competitive nature. And that was that was on display as he kept count of every single fish he caught. And every time he caught one, he updated his number loudly to everyone around, as well as made all of us update our number as to where we are, especially if you were behind him, he would actually have you repeat it. So me, I was behind all day. I only caught six on the day. Uh, I'm not the greatest fisherman. Again, I just enjoy being out on the water. I only caught six. Now, um, there was a time where I caught three in a row within about five minutes and Mike came over as I was changing bait and stole my spot. And then I think he added five or six to his count in just a few minutes. So nobody's going to take any blame there, but I did think that needed to be pointed out. But I think Mike ended the day with with 20, 20 something. Brett actually won though. I think he was 24 or five, 25 snook. Uh, Brett actually caught another, I th he caught a small trout. Um, and I think he may have got on, what else did he get on? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but everybody else caught snook 27 inch being the biggest BYD did get the second largest. Uh, Chris, his son went with us. I think he was in the twenties also. And again, I was down there around six, but it was just fun to see Mike get real competitive there and have a good time. He was flat wore out though when he was done. He, I mean, you're in Florida. We're done fishing. We started 8 a.m. We're done by noon. We're back at the dock and, uh, you know, uh, back in Bradenton by one. And I think he went right to bed after that. I'm like, bro, you're in Florida. You got to go out and see the sunset. You know, you got, no, he went right to bed. So we flat wore him out, but it was a good time. Really enjoyed having Mike in town and his family. And uh, again, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast here a little bit more about one of your favorite YouTubers, 89,000 subscribers, Bermuda Grass Central. Here's my interview. And Brett joined us too for a good conversation. Here's our interview with Michael Bowman, the Big Yard Dog. Welcome to the BYD Podcast. Nah, I'm, I'm on Alan's, what's called, but I will say <laughs> at the end, you're tuned into Bermuda Grass Central with BYD. This is Michael Bowman, and I'll talk to you soon or later. What'd I say? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's soon. It's later. <laughs> you don't it's even soon? know. You don't even know your own. Uh, I your trademark. Hey, listen, listen. Since I've been doing IG, I, I didn't abandon YouTube. Have you really? What Instagram? Once a month. You're going on that like Mark Rober schedule. Yeah, you know, couple videos a year. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But Instagram, I do what three. Well, two, you live on Instagram, yeah, man. Two I, to five I, a day. I see. Why did I you? see my whole Instagram feed BYD. So how has that yeah. been for you? Has you have, um, have the, you grown your following on there better? Way better than I did at first. You get better interactions, right, on Instagram. More you, more ways to connect. You get with people. more. You reach more. Um, it's going to depend on. It just depends. But I did it for. I got almost a thousand videos on YouTube. All right, so that infrastructure is set. So I'm trying to build my IG infrastructure. Also. And and the more the more you hammer Instagram, man, the more they their algorithm pushes it, hard. And that's what's been happening lately. Well, man, you're up to forty five thousand followers, dude. And I started at the beginning of this year, sixteen. Man, that's all. That's good. That hard work paying yeah, off. Yeah. So the, the, I try to explain to people the difference between, and this is I'm not taking shots at other guys on Instagram, but mm -hmm. my channel is a real lawn care channel. It's, I, I do funny videos. I, I like, <laughs> but most of it is educational 
and it's for people really trying to learn about lawn care versus the gimmicks. And you get what I'm saying? Well, right. Like when just, you go to the store, like you go through the whole shelf. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is a product you're going to see on the exactly. shelf. Let me tell you what it's for. Exactly. Let me tell you how you use it. And there's really not, yeah. there's really not anybody else doing that. No. That, that I see. Not. Now, since the algorithm has picked me up, you'll start seeing more of the other guys start trying to do. Well, I mean, that's that's doing. that's how it is with anything, right? Yeah. 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 Anytime somebody sees somebody successful, they all of a sudden going. you see, okay, well, here's another BYD. And here's another exactly. and another like exactly it that that's just generally what people do unfortunately yeah. just chasing it trends yeah but mine is this is I'm, I'm more passionate about it well you've been doing it yeah. for how long now for, oh man how how long have you been doing social media uh well just your channel like your Bermuda Grass Central Bermuda channel. Grass Central I want to say about seven years ago that's when you started it um no I actually started maybe one to two years before that so 2016. Ish, so, I'm gonna somewhere look around now. What was your original goal? Like, what what inspired you to do it, and what what did you think you would right. be doing originally? Because I know it's changed now, but this is what inspired me. Okay, I was watching YouTube, and you know YouTube was fairly new then. It's, it's not like it's 30 years old, mm-hmm. right? No, 20, right. 2015, 2016, it was it was the wild west on YouTube. Exactly, there was you never knew what you're gonna see. So a couple of guys popped up. And my feed, because I was always searching lawn care, this and that. There's your first video, by the way. And that's that's my daughter's when they was at a... Uh, it says 10 years ago. 10 years ago at a private yeah. school. All right. And just so you know, I used to do uh, wave hair videos. Wave hair videos? <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, now we're talking. All right. I deleted all those. We need to do a deep dive into the BYD. Hey, I, how, do you do, how do you do waves in hair? Is this where you have to put a, yeah, a, a tap over top so the waves don't get spoiled? Listen, See? I wish I could put his head in here. But, yeah, I used to have a lot of waves. I was younger then. Um, showing you how to get waves and stocking caps and all yeah. that stuff. But that was a passion. Is that a, is that where what a do-rag is? That's it's what a do-rag protect, is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're Matter of fact, back. he just took his off. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> that's why I started. You popped up, um, and I'll just tell you who else I used to watch. Um, Matt Martin back in the day, long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Creel. Yeah. Um, I want to say Spencer Lawn Care. Yeah, Spencer's been around since yep. the real Spencer's, early days. Yeah, Spencer um, and yours. But yours gravitated towards me more because it was more believable. Well, I've always gone towards DIY. All the other guys you name, they're pros, right? Okay. They, they were in here. Did you ever used to watch The Freak? Remember The Lawn yeah, Freak? He'd yeah, say, Don't be yeah, scared. Don't be scared. Yeah. He was in like Missouri or where he yeah. was the original original. Okay. I thought, wasn't Keith Califas there? Wasn't he? he? Yeah, he's been there a long time. Okay. But uh, Greg is the Lawn Freak. And uh, yeah, he's been there the longest. Okay. But, but you guys inspired me. That, but the reason I drove further was, um, and rest in peace, my friend Eric. Who used to work with me? Um, I showed him your video, and he was like, "Man, you should be doing that. You know everything about it." Now, when I first started, I was really I went DIY. I was DIY, but I was using pro chemicals on showing the average person on how to use them. All right, got some flack about that, so I flipped the game. I'm gonna take you in the store and show you the stuff that anybody can get. Your 98 year grandmama. She can do it, anybody. So that's my focus. I do do some some higher-grade chemicals, but it's rare that you see my channel that I'm talking about 
Yeah, you're, stuff it's all things that are accessible, accessible at uh, stores. Yeah. You can get or order online. Yep. So, so question about that for you. Do you get pushback? Because you, you're, you're Bermuda Grass Central. You are Bermuda Grass focused. Yeah. Uh, Bermuda is mostly southeast. So yeah. Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, uh, and then like into Texas, right? Into Texas. Do you get pushback from people uh, or, or complaints from people that say, hey, you know, you go into Lowe's, you go into Home Depot, mm-hmm. you go into to Walmart. Yep. I can't ever find what you're showing. All right, about that. One thing I tell people, what's the name of the channel? Bermuda Grass Central. So a lot of stuff I talk about may be regional. Right. All right. Now, Mm -hmm. this is how I know my reach is reaching out. When I have people in Indiana, Missouri, Chicago wanting to plant Bermuda grass. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Because they they, they they, just don't know. They don't know. But I had to keep explaining to them. So sometimes I say in the videos, you may not find this where you stay at. Okay. And then a lot of chemicals, depending on what region you go into, just like we down here, I'll find more chemicals um, for St. Augustine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's mainly what we have. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you go through a neighborhood down here, mm-hmm. there well, there's a lot of neighborhoods down here that the HOA says that you have to have St. Augustine grass. Yeah. But neighborhoods that don't have that, you might see one yard that has Bermuda. Is that like right? You'll see some There's more zoysia down here than you see. You do in the newer rates. subdivision, especially here in Lakewood Ranch, mm-hmm. uh, lots of zoysia lawns here okay. because they were sold on the fact that it takes less water, which is not the case, but that's okay. what they were sold on. So, But, I mean, you mm-hmm. very, very rarely see Bermuda here, where if you go mm-hmm. up to, to where you're at in Atlanta, that's all. I, you I mean, it, if you see grass other than, than Bermuda grass, they put that you're down. like, where did that come now, from? Now, it's a few neighborhoods, I will say, like in Noonan, Georgia, where that whole subdivision is Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's these five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar homes, and that's a HOA standard. But 95% is going to be Bermuda grass, Tiffway 419, most likely. Right. Um, because that one stood the test of time. Um, and by the way, that's what's in my front yard. Yeah, what's the new stuff you just got? Okay, in the backyard, that's. Uh, and it's sponsored by Legacy Turf Farms. Yeah, they're really in, nice um, people. Cottesville, Georgia. But, <laughs> Is that how you say that? Cottesville? <laughs> Cottesville. Cottesville, huh? <laughs> okay, but, uh, all right. And, uh, Devin Phillips, uh, yeah, the, uh, she's directed cool. that. She reached out, and um, they actually sponsored the whole entire backyard. Well, not the whole entire, but the part that wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, Tahoma 31 uh, Bermuda grass. And what's, so, what's supposed <clears throat> to be so cool about Tahoma 31? Well, it was free for me. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that, that that's makes, pretty cool. That, was that a plus. makes it that, that, that number one cool <laughs> thing about it. That was a plus, but it's more drought resistant. Okay. Uh, more shade tolerant. It's darker than the 419, right? That's what I, I care about. Okay. That's true. But after I put the double dark down on my. Uh, Tiffway four nineteen. Did you see how much darker? Yeah, it was, it, yeah. I mean, you're, you you it did. Get, yeah. you're hammering your yours <laughs> with with the iron and the nitrogen yeah. to, to make it dark, anyways. Yeah. But I'm now, saying, wait a now having said that, I did not put any uh, double dark on the thirty one. Right, I had to go with a twelve, twelve, twelve right. starter but to I, get it I, going. I'm saying, I think, I think, just in general, mm-hmm. it's if you're if you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're not hammering it with iron or, or anything yeah. like that, I think generally speaking, Tahoma is going to have a little bit a darker, darker 
And a more uh, fuller look. Is that a word? Did I make that up? How how is the blade texture compared to like a four nineteen? Um, is it thinner? Is it a wider blade? No, it's, it's it's a tad bit wider. Here's the thing: the average person won't know. Look yeah, at then it, it can be right. They won't be able to tell. It's a tad bit thicker, but I just got it. Right. So I got to see how it behaves over. Right. The next I mean, you you haven't gone through a whole growing. Yeah, how many season? times have you cut it so far? Uh, probably about what twenty. Okay, so it's it's yeah. definitely rooted in. Yeah. I'm read I'm on the website here, mm-hmm. and it says it's developed by turfgrass experts at Oklahoma State University. Derives its name from the Native American Tahoma, which means frozen water. Mm-hmm. And test after test, Tahoma 31 shows its exceptional winter hardiness. Tested up to 75 percent more cold tolerant than other Bermuda grass varieties. Because mm-hmm. that's the challenge, right? Even in Georgia, yeah. you guys get cold weather in the winter, and so. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Your yeah. grass doesn't even green up until what, May 1st? Uh, me and May. Yeah. So apparently yeah. this is supposed to be cold hardier, so it should green up faster in the spring. So you're going to really see it yeah. going in right. the next Right. So that'll, be, that'll be the real test is to yeah. see how it does. How the front right. yard versus the backyard greens up. Now, bear in mind, my backyard is, is pretty much shade. I was going to say, you get a lot house, more shade. And I got a lot more shade. So you got trees in the back and house, house in front, right? Let me tell you, you could actually see. The Bermuda 419 reach out in mid July, June, July, kind of in August, and then you can see it start to fade back because of the trees. Right. So mm-hmm. my hope was that me putting that Tahoma 31 back there, that it could tolerate the shade, and I can just green up a little bit earlier because when I'm not greening up back there, it's all dirt. Right. So I don't hide my video. I don't hide my yard. I show everybody, but it's it's still an eyesore. Well, that's a that's the challenge you know. with Bermuda. Brett's Bermuda sh- thin. So was it last year? I was year? I was just about to bring that yeah. up. So <laughs> I have at my house. I have a section of my Bermuda that really only gets direct sunlight when the sun is directly overhead. Okay. Because I have a big oak tree in the front, and then the house. And so in between that area, mm-hmm. there's a section that, that only gets probably three or four hours okay. of direct sunlight. Is that 419? It's uh, Bimini. Bimini. That's okay. a big one here in Florida, uh, okay. Bethel it's, Farms. Yeah, it's, it. a, it's, okay. a newer, it's a newer cultivar. Uh, and I, I love the look of it. It's really, really dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it does not do well. When, on, on, especially during the winter, mm-hmm. the, the, days are the, short. the shorter days. Yeah. It gets thin, thin yeah. through there. Like you said, I mean, to where you can, if you're standing over it and you look down, you can see dirt. Now, the, the, where I seed it back there, the store-bought seeds, um, common seeds, that area used to, like you said, be so thin in the winter, you could see the ground, and you see dead stolons. Well, I'm not going to say dead, but just inactive stolons laying across the ground. Mm-hmm. The 419 would just go dormant brown. But you couldn't see through it. It still stayed thick throughout the whole time. Now, that's the perfect time to start taking it down, prepping for next year. But I don't do it all at once. But go back to what you were saying. Yeah, my, the old grass I had back there that I planted, you could actually see the ground when it got cold um, back there. But the regular 419 saw it stayed just dormant brown. Now, right. Do, mm-hmm. do you do a summer scalp on your lawn? or This would be the first that? year that I, I didn't do it. Yeah. And here's why. I'm always testing. All right. Junior's sick of me telling him to cut the grass every two, three days or whatever. 
He's sick of it. He can't stand it. But I, I always tell people you have to keep your Bermuda grass cut. So when people buy it, they don't understand the characteristics of it. 80% of the country watches lawn care videos, but they get caught up in the northern lawn care, not the Bermuda grass lawn care. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a completely different it's, beast. It's two it, totally I mean, different it, grass. It's the stuff that, that mm-hmm. gets preached for cool season grass yep. is counterintuitive to what you need to be doing. It's literally for, the opposite. Like it's, it, it's totally the opposite, right? I mean, other than <laughs> other than mowing frequently, you yeah. still you got to mow frequent. If water, you, fertilizer, right, if you want, like right, that. if you want your grass to be healthy, you got to water it. You got to mow frequently. Mm-hmm. That that kind of thing. It holds true across the board. But, yeah. But for Bermuda grass and zoysia grass, yep. It you know your high to cut is completely different. Now, having said that. That's what the people are used to. So now I go to yards. They got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inches Bermuda, and <laughs> it, it is. And they'll say, "I'm not gonna say somebody's name," but they'll say, "Well, the other guy said that it should be four inches." What kind of grass does it have? People don't realize yeah. that though on the internet, they just don't. They don't. I think we got to realize that you know that's what we're in. Was we're in the education business, and yeah, and so we educate people and help them. I see it all the time. People from up mm-hmm. north are all moving down here to Florida, and all of, I get emails or I'll see them in groups. I had the best looking lawn up north and I came down here and I just can't figure it out. Okay. And it's because they don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We got to change the whole approach because yep. it's, and, and down here where we're at south of the frost line, mm-hmm. lawns don't necessarily even go dormant. So you're year round and yeah. our dry period when we need to water is the winter. Right now it rains every day in the afternoon. Now we're every in severe day. drought here. This Did right you guys now, see my but. story? I just posted no. on IG. Did you get caught in a rainstorm or something? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I pop up playing. It never rains in Southern California, but it rained. And then I showed another clip five minutes later. Summer, summer, summer time. We yeah. get sun out. I mean, that's it, our normal pattern. When yeah. it rains, it rains. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It like, did. It rained. Till she was like, oh, my God. Tell Alan he can have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tropics. That's where we are. But that's why you don't have to water. You water in the winter instead mm-hmm. of the summer, where up north it's completely different. So yep. it's just part of the challenge. What about, do you get rain in, in Georgia this time of year? Is it fairly... It depends no? on the year, but it's scarce right now. Okay. Uh, I think the last time I got some rain was, uh, I want to say a week ago. Like, I did what's your rainy season considered to February, be? February, March. It is. Okay. Yeah. Right. Then after that, um, just depend. Like, two years ago, two, two or three years ago, both seasons, it rained all summer long. They had to worry about watering my yard. Most people don't understand that drought, that Bermuda grass is – when they keep telling you it's drought resistant, it's drought tolerant. You cannot go months without rain on Bermuda grass because it's going to go summer dormant in the mm-hmm. summer. Right. All right. So the people in Texas are always, I should move to Texas, but they always <laughs> reaching out to me about why is yours still green? So I trained my grass by me stretching it out with the hydrotain, of course. By the way, it's available at yardmastery.com. <laughs> Thanks for the pitch. There click, you go. click, click BYD's link. <laughs> a real pro. to ship faster. That, ah, <laughs> to ship faster. Hey, that's I what look, I, I look at those orders. I'm like, oh, that's a BYD order. Yeah, I got you. Gotta I get got you. this on out of here. But um, the hydrotain, uh, mowing frequently, um, and stretching out. I hadn't watered my yard. Only time I watered my yard in the last three years is when I put that new side back there. So. If we go four weeks without rain, I may water just once to make sure the roots don't go completely summer dormant. But other than that, I don't water my yard. Now, how's it staying green? 
consistent mowing. I keep that because the shorter the blade on Bermuda grass, don't listen to what I'm telling you guys. It needs less water. The taller your Bermuda grass, it needs more water. That makes sense. Of, bigger, bigger plant to support. Exactly. <laughs> and it's all the juice is going to be at the tip. Mm-hmm. So the guys who cut three, four, five inches, when they do decide to come down, it's brown. Yeah, because they're cutting into the legs. So you're saying by <clears> keeping <throat> yours really low, I mean, I would assume that encourages deeper roots too. So in, in the Bermuda grass in Georgia, well, Bermuda grass period, summertime, in the spring, summertime, it's when the roots going to push their deepest. All right. Comes fall, winter, it's the opposite of the cool season grass. The roots are not pushing. They actually shrink up. But oh, you, really? you want healthier grass, though, when that comes about. That's why I preach the 7020 with the potash or potassium to strengthen those roots that help you push through the winter. Mm-hmm. But it's just the odd. Find any grass chart. You'll see the only time warm season Bermuda and Georgia is the deepest pushes in the summer. That's as long as it's healthy, you know, and you water it. And then the winter, fall, it's not pushing. You, you guys preach, well, not you guys, but the guys up north will preach, this is when it, your healthiest time to make the roots go the deepest, all this and that, uh, fall. I'm not so much sure about winter. I don't recommend doing anything to Bermuda in winter. Really? Now, no, I'm talking about cool season lawns. Oh, cool season? Well, yeah, they're dormant in winter, too. Yeah, but they always talk about root development is deeper when it's going into the fall. In the fall for cool season lawns, all yeah. Right. But it's the opposite of Bermuda grass. So Yeah, it's all summer. Cut, keep it, keep, keeping it cut low reduces the watering requirements. Nobody is understanding this because everybody's preaching just the opposite. If you have a Bermuda lawn, keep it cut low. Now, you, when I say low... Low as you can go without scalping. There are no perfect lawns just off the rip. Most of you guys had to do lawn leveling, all this and that. Yeah, because that's the yeah. issue. You see, I see that all the time in Bermuda. Guys are they're mowing low, and then after they mow, they're like, "Why do I always get these brown spots?" Like, we well, got to get down. There you Look, go. you're cutting into the legs. Yep. So you probably need to do some leveling at that point, or put exactly. some sand in there or something. Or yeah. maybe roll it when it's early spring when the ground is not as hard. You know, but most, the average homeowner is not going to do all that. And see, so speaking of soil, you have mm-hmm. that Georgia red clay. G-A red clay. Yeah, tell me, I mean, people people like to, clay soil is pretty much in a lot of parts of the country. It's just gray in uh-huh. most places like up but north. They, they don't make the clay, clay, they don't make clay the same in Georgia, though. So tell that, me, what is, I've, I've, I've seen it driving, it, but I don't know, I've never touched it or played with it. If so. you touch it, it's going to stain your finger. It's going to stain your clothes. Um, it's just... The environment. Um, people in Texas got hard baked clay soil mm-hmm. um, because when the heat a lot, it's just I don't know God designed it like that. <laughs> I'm just gonna put clay in these certain areas, but that grass is is real hard. Um, that's another reason people struggle with it in Georgia, the muta grass, because they don't understand the care. Go back to my training. If you keep watering your yard every other day, the roots will just grow shallow. Mm-hmm. Because they are trained to get water. Yeah, they don't and, need to grow deep. Exactly. Whereas I stress my yard, I force my grass to react a certain way. Yeah, just like training a person. Exactly. Like training a bodybuilder or a fighter. So when you got that Georgia clay, the, 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 the deeper you can get your roots, the better it's going to be for your grass. But the issue is, if you're not adding lime, what's the other one? Uh, 
gypsum, stuff like that to, to help loosen it up a little bit so it'll get deeper. Mm-hmm. You just may have an issue all the time. And I always get loaded questions. Well, I want my yard green. I want this and that. But it's not going to be the same for everybody. It's just not. Every yard I service, I got some yards never put fertilizer down. We mulch. Mm-hmm. Y'all looks almost as good. I'm not going to say I got BYD yard. Looks <laughs> close. You know what I'm saying? Looks good. Looks good. But then I got some, what they are fertilized. They got uh, True Green coming out, this and that. And the guys at True Green just can't get it done like they want it done. Now, True Green, I, I, I'm not, I know I'm jumping subject. That's a big company. Mm-hmm. And they get it right. Most of the time, or they wouldn't be making what they're making. So when I hear people complaining, I know it's, it's just a few, but that's well, what get pushed out there a lot. Yeah, what it is, there's a couple of things with True Green. And uh, I haven't worked there in a lot of years, but there's mm-hmm. two things. Number one, the main one is it's really about the lawn technician and his experience okay. level and how much time he's going to take. Yep. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Yep. Uh, so proper applications. And then the second one is they, they pretty much have a basic program. And so yeah. most lawns in the area will respond to that basic program that they have, a regional program. Yeah. But if you're looking for something more, they're not going to give it to you. Like you're if you're like, I want there. a little more nitrogen because I want mine to be greener. Nope. That it just doesn't. It, they don't. They don't have a way to do that. When the technician loads the cutter. truck up, or when they load the truck up, all these three hundred yards will get the same fertilizer. Correct. And at the same yeah. rate, they have spreader locks. Yep. You know, and that's fine. I get it. They're a business. They have they they have to watch profitability, so that's their job. They get out, they do the application. They're pretty good at killing weeds. That's it. Yep. But if you want that double dark green lawn, they just they're not gonna they're not they don't promise that either. No, so, they don't. You know, that's I'll why the DIYers. One lady, they got one job that's come out here, fertilize it, make it green as possible, and they move on to the next one. Yeah. Now, having said that, you got Bermuda grass. You're getting it cut every two weeks. They just put a 34 double O down there. It's raining two weeks straight. Your grass is going to be super tall. Your lawn care guy came. He normally cuts it at a certain height. It's brown. So that's what you're running into. I can't, so people in with Bermuda grass do every two-week cuts? In Georgia, that's the standard. Is it really? Oh, yeah. see, I did, so not, no. not, not DIYers. Wow. No, no, no. Right. I'm but, talking but. about – so home um, up north, there are people that will ask for an every-other-week cut, and, okay. and they'll get it, but – and, it, and it's okay because mm-hmm. it's a different kind of grass. But most of your lawn professionals stray away from that. They'll take those customers in the beginning. Yep. But it's it's not it's terrible for the lawn. But it's I, I would assume that with Bermuda grass in the summer, if you're mowing mm-hmm. every two weeks, I mean, it must just be scalped into the legs every time because it grows it, so fast. It, it depends on what they fertilize it with also. But that I put, is the I put standard, it to you huh? like this. A lot of my customers, I recommend you don't, fertilize your yard not if you're only getting a cut every two weeks exactly do it just the basic once in the summer once in the spring and once mid-fall don't do what you see me doing on my video feeding it every month uh every 45 days those are for the enthusiasts right so if you stretch out the fertilizing then we can manage the cuts better but i've turned away many customers when we pull up and Junior would be sitting there. He was like, please tell me you're not about to take this job. <laughs> because you could tell it's, it's been over-fertilized. Then I asked key questions. Who's fertilizing? Oh, well, my husband did it. And he put a, a, a 34 such and such. And she just showed me the bag. And I was like, okay, how many times you do do this? Well, he did it like four times this year. 
I said, ma'am, this bag says it covers 15,000 square feet. You got 5,000 square feet. He's putting a whole bag each time he's fertile. <laughs> They so do they don't so understand that on grass, how that grass got to be cut every other day. Yeah, man, then you turn those away. So, so, <laughs> are, I'm sorry for your for your commercial customers. Are you mowing? Are you offering biweekly? Or are you doing no. many biweeklies? Or is it all Just, weekly? No, it's every two weeks. Every two weeks. It's, it's rare that I find. Only time I get a customer who wants to cut the next week is I got Alan on schedule. All right, the way I operate, I don't call you. We don't set up appointments. You know every two weeks we are coming out to cut your yard. I don't wait two, three, four days for payment. Payment is due that day or that morning, the next morning. And we, the reason we have to do that because we have to stay on a certain schedule. So I just cut your yard Friday, but you're having a barbecue next Friday. That's the only time I get a call back about can you come cut it again because I got a what's called now. Sometimes that alters the schedule. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes I tell them, you know, I'm coming again next week because I can't afford to drive across town to get one yard when I got six in this area. Yeah, that's just your route density. About how many customers do you have now? I used to have about 30. I think we didn't cut it down to about 15 maybe. Yeah, okay. Because I'm not – I'm looking for special customers. I'm not looking for guys who want to pay $50 and get a quick cut. You heard me mention it, premium cuts. Yep. Yeah, so the premium cuts, what that is is I treat your yard like it's mine. So when it normally would take 45 minutes to do a yard, it may take me an hour and a half to do yours. We detail. I don't look for the $50 cut 20 yards a day. I just want to do 10 yards a day. I'm making up dollar amounts at $90, and I just made $900. Versus you cut 20 yards to make 1000 yeah, I get it. Makes so sense. what does that mean you're doing? You're rushing. So what happens if it rains three, four days? You can't keep up with your schedule. Right, yeah, right. How do you catch up? You, you can't. You rush. Yeah, you lose them. Yeah, you're, lose you them. don't lose them. Because it's just, it's just the two of you. Just the two. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, if you get rain three, They're four bigger days. bigger properties too, right? Pretty large properties. I don't take on big properties. I take on anything point three, maybe half an acre in that area. Okay. I don't go for one. Too, it's, it's too much property. So the lawn care industry is changing. And this is why I keep telling the guys who are in it. In my area, you don't see guys riding around with crews. It's one or two guys. That's it. And th- the reason they're doing that is because they can't afford. Junior making $50 or not, he ain't making that. But he's making a pretty good amount. You get what I'm saying? So I, right. who can afford? I'm not going to say who, but. Most guys can't afford to pay everybody $25 an hour. You got five people working for you. Right. So that's $125 an hour. Mm-hmm. When you charging $80 to $100 to cut yards. So when you stretch out to the bigger one-acre properties, this and that, yeah, you might get three, $400. But you can't take 20 or 30 of those. People don't want to pay the price yeah, for well, lawn I think care. That's why the guys that have crews, they go into commercial They'll do like you know exactly. subdivisions and HOAs, yeah. And, you know banks, well, and, and stuff like that. When you when you bring on a crew, you mm-hmm. understand you're bringing on 
potential more more potential issues too, right? Oh, uh, a lot more potential because, issues. Because because you say, well, I know he lives with me. Mm-hmm. I I know where he is. Exactly. You know, I know he's not out the night before getting hammered. Yeah, most uh, of the time, unless yeah. I'm with him. Or you're right. But, <laughs> you know, but but you can control that. You know, yeah. you it's you start dealing with other people outside of of your control, and you don't know. I mean. Oh, my car broke down. Oh, well, you or know, I don't feel good. Or They don't have the vision that you have. Yeah, that's right. what it is. Right. Yeah, and, that's the and, hardest and, thing and, to and scale that too. up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I see that where where a small guy starts to scale. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Where this dude, he used to be, all of his yards used to look A+, plus, right? On point. Well, well, he said, you know, Al started recommending me, and now my now his neighbor's getting mowed, and his neighbor's getting mowed, and and I got to bring somebody on. Well, I'm not I'm not controlling that anymore. Yeah. I'm not mowing that lawn myself. And your cut and this dude, this dude, he doesn't care. He not doesn't, at all. I mean, he well, just he says hard. it's a job. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a hard job too. It's not like people are like, yeah, I want to cut grass for a living. Okay. It's not you know. On my Instagram, did you see why I talk? Why I brought the tent and all that stuff? So we got to a bigger property. It's a church I cut. That that one is pretty big. But normally it takes me and Junior, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes or so. Well, it was overgrown. So I already knew it was going to be a three-hour job. So I had to put a tent up, cooler, make the working conditions better so we can go back and forth. When it's hot like this, if I got 10 scheduled, I'm not cutting 10 yards. I got to reduce it to five or six. So we can get out that heat. The guys who take on volume, they can't reduce. So if you can't reduce, you you run your workers in the ground. They quit because most of them won't be making $20, $25 an hour. Or they can make $20 an hour at Walmart as a cashier. That too. So, you know, or or a stalker. Yeah, and get benefits because a lot of these landscape companies can't offer you benefits. They can offer you a salary and that's pretty much it. This has been the biggest problem, biggest challenge is scaling a business up. Yep. You know, that's why there's so many guys that are just single operators because it's really a challenge to get from that. Some of the biggest challenges are to get from that one to two trucks or three truck yep. cruise. And then once you get past a million dollars in revenue, those are like the two biggest, you know, hurdles. I know a guy who over. makes over a million. I met him in Noonan. I said, you're doing good. He said, I do about 1.4 million. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't see that. He yeah. said, I make about. 140 myself. Right. Right. And that's all the rest is an expense. Right. I I think that's, that's the disconnect that a lot of people have. Yeah. They think, oh, well, you own a million dollar company. Yeah. You're a millionaire. No. Well, I know it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like you got overhead, you got costs, and, and as, and as you increase revenue, all of your costs, all of your overhead increases as well. That young landscaper I was talking to, he said, well, you got any advice for me being young? I said, if I were you, you can go hard while you're young, but once you start, you get married or you have kids, you're going to have to kind of reduce that because you got to share that time with everybody. That's why I got a whole family here now, minus two, but you get what I'm saying? Right. Um, I told him you need to take half of your earnings and you just got to start saving it here, saving it there. Um, the equipment is only going to last four or five good years. After that, it's going to be a patch job. So you, you want to be able to transition over to the new equipment without – having to always take out loans for it. Now, people say, well, you can write that off on your taxes. But, yeah, you still owe somebody. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't like being in debt. Exactly. So why not just – I'm making up a dollar amount, but if you're making uh, 100000 as a 
single landscaper, why not just make 60 and the other 40 goes to tool repair, new equipment, uh, upgrades, stuff like that. Um, you got to take a vacation every now and then, stuff like that, and don't overload yourself. Well, that's why I t- if, when I talk to people, if they ask me, I say don't get into the maintenance business. Get yeah. into the fertilizing and weed control business. Yeah. Because you can, uh, you know, a 5,000-square-foot lawn, if you're using liquids, you can run over that in, like, seven minutes. Okay. Now <laughs> And be in and out. You know what I'm saying? And if you do electronic mm-hmm. billing – you don't even need to, to, you can just go spray the lawn. Maybe yeah. you have to go back and touch up some weeds, get in your trucks, send the invoice. And yeah. you got a, you got, and for that 5,000 foot, 5,000 square foot property, you could probably charge 65 or 70 bucks for a FERD app. Yep. That took you seven minutes. And so okay. your labor cost is now reduced. You're yep. not buying big lawn mowers and everything. Now you do have chemical costs yeah. that you got to manage. And that is what gets most of those guys is the chemical cost because they buy every chemical that they think they need to cure every single problem yep. in every lawn. Yep. And it's like, no, 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 you got to, you don't need to be true green. I mentioned this in the podcast recently. You don't need to be true green, which is like, hey, we have a cookie cutter program if you don't fit mm-hmm. in too bad. But you also don't need to be the guy that's got you know, 17 different choices of weed control and seven fungicides and 10 insecticides and he's mixing in the back of his truck. There's guys that do that. You'll never scale that way either. So there's the balance. Yeah. And that's the challenge with people nowadays. They're so, they're so extreme to everything. It's like, no, just balance in the middle. It's okay. You can't do everything perfect. Mm -hmm. You can't be a hundred percent right on everything, but you can be better than the true greens of the world, for example. And And that's even the average DIY. You can be better than True Green, I'm saying Kim Long, but True yeah. Green, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but go to what you were saying. When I get people contacting me about what kind of weed is this, what kind of weed is that, all right, I put a video out saying use your iPhone, scan it, and this and that, tell you that. But if you don't know what weed you have in your lawn, I try to make it simple. And I'm not getting paid by Spectracide. They should be paying me. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> hey, I talk. Listen oh, up, Spectracide. Seriously, these billion dollar companies hey, getting all this free marketing. It's free from little marketing YouTubers. forever. I just did a video on that too. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. I said they don't want to pay the influencers. I saw that one. Yeah, but it's go back. True. To, it's it's true. But go back to what I was saying. I started them off with Spectracide 470. If you don't know what weed is in your lawn, follow the label. Instructions. Is that a Bermuda grass weed control? Yeah, Bermuda grass, um, zoysia, Spectracide uh, four seven. Uh huh. Uh, fescue. Um, I want to say perennial ryegrass. So so what is that? A uh, like a two four D two four D quinclorac. Okay, so um, yeah, just kind of a general the, the sinking. rod leaf. Hey, there you go. Um, so you spray that on your yard. That'll that'll cover that'll what, cover pretty 75% much five percent of your weed. The only thing you won't be knocking out is Dallas grass, poor, um, right stuff that stuff that you need a specialty a specialty for. But Alan, it's not waste time asking what every weed is in your lawn. Treat it with the basics, and then go try to figure it out. Well, or or what I tell people because they'll be like, "Hey, this weed popped up yesterday. What is it?" I'm like, "Bro, just pull it." Get get rid of it. <laughs> I, I had a guy asking me that. He, he had a, a, a few. Oh, what what grass was that? I can't think of the name of it. But it, something that normally comes mid, something not crabgrass. And I told him, "Do you have a lot of them?" And he showed me the picture. Three, four of them. Pull those suckers you, you out. Take them out. Yeah, take he a said, picture. But, but what if it breaks the root? Then then worry about that later. 
But if the yard is full of them, then we got to worry about right. it. People want the chemical first. We've, we, Brett we were, we were just talking, talking about, about that this morning. I've been using the terminology pharmaceuticals now because I'm trying to get to people's mind and their heart and be like, bro, mm-hmm. stop going for the pharmaceutical to solve every single problem. I know that you've been conditioned that way. Yeah. Now, they're not pharmaceuticals, but I, I'm trying to use I that as an analogy. Yeah. It, it, people want the chemical first. Buddy, just why don't you just dig around in your lawn and see what you find? That's free. Yeah. You know? Or when I tell <laughs> or them. pull it. How often are you cutting your grass? Right. So that's exact. That's yeah. the exact yeah. conversation we were having. Yeah. We were talking about how, you know, so many times people reach for a medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I've been depressed. Well, yeah. do you do you sleep enough? Are you eating healthy? Are you working are you out? Exercising? Do you exercise? Right. Yeah. And it's the same thing in lawn care, right? Yeah. You know, they say, hey, you know, my lawn looks, it looks real bad. Okay, well, how often are you watering? Mm-hmm. How often are you mowing? Yeah. How often do you fertilize? Like, you know. Get basic those, the, the basic things that you know, the the lawn care one on one. If you if you do those basic things and you're still experiencing a problem, well then let's address it. Then let's but address it, it. But you know, but if you're saying, oh well, you know, I'm getting these brown spots. Well, when do you get those brown spots? Well, mm-hmm. after I mow. Yeah. Well, how often are you mowing? Like if you address the simple things, you know, nine times out of ten you fix the problem. Now, having said that, my transition at my age. I'm doing more consultations now than cutting yards. So the people that I have, I've been doing it for a while. I just really started talking about it on the uh, Instagram channel. And been getting a lot of them, a lot of them. And most of the people, when I go talk to them, I show them the basics. And I say, if you do this for the next two months, you're going to see an improvement in your yard. Less weeds and everything. But when you asking me, what is this weed? And your grass is this tall? We got to address the lawn, the, right. the, the right. mowing You're, stuff yeah. first. There's, there's no the sense. In, there's no sense in even addressing that. And weed that's what problem I tell them. If you're not even going to mow, if your you're grass, not going to yeah. mow the yard, Get the done. we can't just spray something on here and you got green grass. Well, my neighbor has five inch uh, such and such. And I said, wait till next year and see what his grass looks like. So how how receptive do you find people are to that? Do you, the the lawn consultations. Or? Yeah. Are, are oh, they real receptive? Do they do they follow listen, your, well, they believe you? Listen, you're, you they believe you. They, that's why they call me because right. they've seen <laughs> one thing about my channel. I show you what I do. Right. It's not fake. But are they receptive to that? Right. Are they are they actually saying, hey, you know what? Well, because because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I see people asking questions in Facebook groups yeah. and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and a lot of times I feel like people are asking a question, hoping that you're going to feed them. A certain answer. Okay, so if you wait a minute. What you just said, I just did one uh, last week. I told her everything she didn't want to hear. She was like, "Well, well, well, you're telling me you're not telling me what I want to hear." I said, "I'm telling you the truth, right?" So, and it's that's not going to happen. The problem, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I had I had a guy not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy he drives past my house every single day. Okay, he always waves at me. Well, so one day he stops and he goes, "Hey, hey man, my yard looks like crap." Okay. Would you would you come over and and you know give, give some me some pointers. pointers? Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, man, no problem." You know, so I ride over to his house and you know, he's asking all these questions. I'm giving him answers. And everything that I would say to him, he'd say, gotta, "Yeah, but he got a yeah, but yeah, but yeah. The, you know, well, what if I do this?" And, and I, at the end of the conversation, I said, "Well, hey, man, look, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do anything that I'm telling you, why did you even ask?" I'm gonna tell you how I'd stop that. When I pull up, and I'm gonna use you, Alan. 
you're doing a consultation. And I ask key questions. Well, how did you find me? Well, I follow you on Instagram. Okay, I know I got to talk a certain way because I know how my Instagram content is different from my YouTube content. So I found you on Instagram. I said, all right, everything I'm about to tell you, there are no buts. If you do what I tell you to do, you will see results. Right, so you're prefacing it right up front. Right up you're front. Just saying, I'm hey, not giving yo, you an option is- to say, well, I was watching um, but if this-, this channel. He said this and that. that. You didn't call that channel out here. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. having said that, if you do what I tell you to do, you're going to get great results. Will they be mine? No, because if you're not going to do the th- every three cuts a, a week, cool. you, you get what I'm saying? Put this down, put that down at certain times. And I don't really do put a lot of chemicals on my yard if you have paid attention. It's really strictly the fertilizer, the uh, right. hydrotane. Mm-hmm. And I may do some Sunnyland Miners Blend every blue moon. Right, because because you understand – Really, the the basics are what gets you a good lawn, yeah. right? Cut the grass, proper mowing, sharp blades. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, honestly, if all you did was mow your grass frequently enough, didn't I tell you well, earlier really in this gonna, podcast that right. I got yards that I mow that we don't fertilize or right. nothing, and it looks great. And, and I, I mm-hmm. guarantee you, you if you mow your grass mm-hmm. often enough, you will have a better lawn than fifty percent of of Easily. lawns in your neighborhood. Easily. Yeah, but it's easier for me to throw down a chemical because that's how I've been conditioned in my life. Right, that's the that answer. Working the lawn out, giving the lawn cardio by mowing it every three days. Yep. Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's a lifestyle change for me. But okay, throwing down a chemical, too. you know. Why mow it every three days? I said because the yard's going to look better and you're going to be getting some exercises. Why do you cut 17,500 square feet of yard with a battery push mower? <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> The smaller lawnmower does better on my lawn because my lawn is bumpy. Uh, my zero turn will scalp. It won't scalp if I go two and a half inches. Right, but it, but on a lower, especially if there's any sort of gradual hill or, or exactly. incline. Or, or so the, if you face in my house to the left, I got a slope. Zero turn, scalp marks all down through. The little baby mower, no scalp marks. Battery mower, I don't need no gas. No spark plugs. I hadn't been looking at gas or spark plugs, none of that stuff, for the last three years since I had a battery. People don't realize that. So yeah. this is another one. This <laughs> I have. These are all things mm-hmm. I have listed up for my podcast to come up. But there's a the whole gas and battery thing. When you we there was a discussion in our Facebook the other day that okay. got a little nasty. You know, somebody people, was people asking, get real opinionated. Yeah, people were asking oh, questions. Well, a guy a guy yeah. had mentioned that a certain electric mower that he had it didn't cut real well and he was just asking for advice or whatever and people were coming in all that battery stuff is complete trash yeah these are the terms they're using i'm like yeah, do you garbage. realize what you complete trash blanket, really yeah. blanket statements like, right yeah. yeah like everything they're so is black and this. white with everything like just and what it is is because somebody in california said no more no more gas mowers in yeah. the next two years and so now it's politicized and so people are ticked off at battery but battery isn't the problem. Your yeah. politician in California is the problem. Go, go be me a need jerk to, to him. Argue, argument with. Yeah, we're not. I like battery because, like you said, I don't have to get gas anymore. Yep. I, I, you know, I don't have to do that maintenance. And, and it, frankly, it's just it's easier to throw a battery in. It just pop it in and go. Right. So, but, not to cut you off, but come, I cut year round. I just don't stop because I got leaves and stuff. We got mulching, great content in the fall. Ain't nobody watching videos but mine. But long story short, when winter ends and spring starts, 
Junior goes in the garage, put the battery in, push the button. He's on his way. My gas more, I still got. We had to yank it 15 times to try to get the crank up. Then I still had to make sure I got it maintained before I put it up. I got a winterized video on the, the uh, gas lawnmowers. The winterize for the battery is clean the deck, clean the bagger, put the lawnmower in, in the house, a garage. Not in the house, but the garage or your shed. I don't suggest shed if you stay out up north where that condensation getting the wires. But put it up, take the battery out, put it in the house on the shelf after you charge it or half charge it, whatever they say. That's it. That gas one, I got to do that whole maintenance before I put it in storage. Mm-hmm. Then when I pull it out of storage... I got to do a slight mold maintenance on it because it may or may not crank up. Right. And, most people and, don't even do that. Right. Though. That's yeah. the thing. And, well, just, most people, most people yep. do, Hey, I'm done for the winter. Arc I put it, it in the garage and then come springtime, I'm going to go, rank, 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 rank. You can't this get thing sucks. I throw it away and I go buy a new one. Or yeah. they get lucky a couple years and it does start up because it happens. Yeah. But yeah, most people aren't sharpening their mower blade, any of nope. that stuff. And this is why battery is easier. Um, it's also better for people that, um, you know, older folks or folks that yeah. have handicap. There's a lot of reasons why battery is yeah. good. It, it it's not necessarily better than gas everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's also not worse than gas everywhere. Exactly. And the argument I use is, I mean, guys, they they want to talk about cut quality. I had a couple guys. I've never seen a battery mower that cuts well at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, have you ever seen a gas mower that doesn't cut well? I have. But right. on the flip yeah. side, if if battery is the problem, I've used the Toro Super Recycler. Works great. That's correct. It work, it cuts exactly the same whether you put a battery version one or a gas version yeah, one. Okay. Because the platform is the same. And yeah. that is the problem with right. some of yeah. the electric or the battery well, mowers. The platform's not good. Not the power plant. And and talking about mowers that mow great, mm-hmm. that, zero, that zero turn ego that Al has, yeah, it does yeah. mow nice. that mower mows so good. It is so flat. You'll see. Like, you'll use it today. Yeah. The, it, the, you I can mean, look across the lawn. It's like a I, laser I, flat. So nice. I was super impressed by that mower. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people who argue the battery talk don't even own a battery more. Well, now, am I going to take that out yeah. as a commercial guy and mow 10, 20 lawns no. a day with it? No. No way. It's no. not made for that. Yeah. I mow my lawn. It's got like 30% battery left. I mow mine and my neighbors. It's got 30% battery left when I'm done, but, and I should throw it on the charger, and that's it. That's, that's it. what it does. But they, but they are making mowers that are built for that. So that that tech's the, coming. The, the, that's for advancing. Affordability of those mowers is they they got no. to bring yeah. It down. What, so right. what does the let's talk about that real quick and then we'll wrap this up. But what does the so the Toro they're the main big battery. They converted their grandstand to a battery mower now, right? Yeah. So what's one of those costs with the battery? About thirty four thousand. Okay, so thirty four thousand. What's a grandstand cost with gas? Like eight thousand, maybe? Nah, I think it's Toro, like Toro, four, way more. Like than fifteen, well, fourteen, fifteen thousand. Okay, yeah. All right, so so the the battery model is more than double the cost of the gas. Yes. Okay, I could buy um, my ego. The ego I have with the steering wheel, I think, is like six grand. But the basic ego zero turn, I think, is four thousand. Okay. We'll just say five thousand, just to make the the math easy. All right. So if I was going to buy a battery Toro for 34000 I could have bought seven Egos. Yeah. Now, do I think seven Ego mowers is going to last longer than one Toro grandstand battery? No. All not, day long, I not, bet it will. Not, not out in the field. You don't think seven Egos will last longer than one Toro nah, grandstand battery? Because the, the build quality is 
totally different. We're talking, I, about, I get, we're talking about batteries, though. No, no. no. I'm just I'm, in general. I'm, I'm gonna give you. An example. It's all right. You can have it. I'm just. I'm just asking. If, if you like what what my commercial equipment. So you. I, so I, I will say mm-hmm. you have more experience on commercial equipment than either. Yeah. Of that's, okay. Yeah. So and, and, and battery right now because I don't have a battery commercial, but I'm gonna tell you the the, the pitfalls with commercial mores like Toro has. The, I think it's the Titan or something like that. Yeah, I've had right, that's I've, their that's their prosumer. That's yeah, their pro consumer. Nice. It's a very nice mower. Right. Cuts great. The the one that I have is strictly commercial. Yeah, you have the commercial. Yep. So they use certain components on the commercial that they don't use on the home pro. To take a home pro, I well to take a home pro out in the field versus a true commercial. Just give you some numbers. You'll get. Two and a half years cutting 30 yards a week with the home pro. It's about hours, isn't it, mostly? I don't know how the hours work, like how many hours you get out of a mower. We're just going to do the simple math. 30 yards a week with both mowers, it's going to be the same hours. The commercial pro is not going to outlast the true pro. When well, somebody's I, coming, I would hope not because it's significantly more for That's my point. A, so if you, took, if you took out the, those egos, zero turns, the each day or whatever, and you try to put them to commercial use, it's like taking a 30-inch um, Time Master, the regular one that's built for maybe about 70 hours a, a month cutting. That's that's really pushing it. Whereas you could take a the commercial 30-inch Toro lawnmower that's built for commercial use and you, you can run that 10 hours, 12 hours a day. So I know a lot of guys that actually do use the Time Masters in commercial because they don't like the – because they pre, they appreciate the personal pace that's on it yeah. and some of the creature And it's comforts. a little bit lighter. Yeah. But so. they don't they don't last as long. Go to any commercial shop, and you'll see those in the shop more if they use them for commercial use. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not made for commercial. That's what I was saying. So back to my original point was mm-hmm. I could buy seven Ego mowers by the time I only had to buy one Toro. Mm-hmm. If I could get the ego mower to, if I could get two mm-hmm. ego mowers to last one season, that means I could go three and a half years by buying seven ego mowers. Mm-hmm. Do you think I would get three and a half years out of the Toro grandstand with the giant battery on it? Or you is that sh- battery going to go bad? You should get about five, six, seven years out of it. That's a Tesla battery in there. That's not the regular. Is it? I don't know. I haven't yeah. studied it. High end battery. So here's the deal. You buy, the initial cost is 34000 They're going to come down. But yeah, the initial will. cost is $34,000. BYD can't get one for demo because as soon as that battery more touches one blade of grass, it's reduced to $20,000. Right. Just like, just like a vehicle rolling off the lot. Okay. Like. But the gas version of that is 15000 I can get it for demo. They can clean it up. It's only going to lose about $2,000 worth of value. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, the, go back to what you were saying. The battery grandstand, five or ten years from now, and this is me doing some research, they're going to have to start selling it tool only because that battery should last five, eight years. It should. Now, I'm not talking about you using it every single day of your life or this and that. you got to have options when you get a mower like that. That cannot be your primary because if it goes down, a lot of these shops are not set up to fix the battery, even though it's a, a, a plug-and-play, they can get the battery out, but it's components in that thing that's not in the gas. Gas is still easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Whereas electric, once you – I'm going to give you an example. 
I own, you see all the battery mowers I got. One of them went bad. Sit in the shop for six weeks. Couldn't fix it. They had to throw it away. They sent me another one. But I lost six weeks of mowing. Right. If you're down six weeks and that's your primary mower, well, they you're should in, give you a loaner. At that. You're in a bad. Yeah, but who's going to give way. you a battery loaner? Well, right. Uh, so yeah, listen. You get I, what I'm saying? I, the <laughs> professionals have not adopted battery technology. You won't. You can they hate go to, it. You can go to every dealer, and they'll have some battery stuff on the wall yeah. for trimmers and stuff. But I don't know if they have any battery mowers. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. By the time that Toro, this is my prediction, by the time that $34,000 Toro comes down to the $15,000 mark in, in whatever, seven or eight years, mm-hmm. by then, robot mowers are going to be so good that pros will just go and they will just, they'll either do it one of two ways. All they'll right. either have one mower that's mapped to all their customers, mm-hmm. so they'll just go to the, they'll go to the, the uh, they'll go to that property, set the mower, go. And, and, and do, do the, the trimming, trimming and it does. And, 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 yeah. while the, and then by the time they're done with the trimming and edging, that mower has finished mowing. They pack it up and they go to the next one and it's mm-hmm. mapped for every customer. There's mm-hmm. a, are they called Nexmo? I'm, I might be speaking out of turn. That may not be who they're called. Anyway, yeah. there's a company that's developing that. Or the other one mm-hmm. is you get the customer to buy their own. And so it's a, whatever it is, $2,000 up front. I'll install it for you. And every week when I come here, I'm going to weed whack and service that mower for you. But it's your mower. That's what's gonna. That's why I think Toro putting all this money into this thirty-four thousand dollars grandstand mm-hmm. is a colossal waste of money. Well, and Toro, it, yeah. that's not, that's my prediction. It, that's not unique to Toro. Not to not to take a dump on Toro. All of these yeah. big companies are doing that. Yeah. Ferris has the you know, yeah yeah gravely. All of these companies are coming out with these. But, battery but here's mowers. the issue. I know we're talking about the 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 lawnmower. Let's talk about the dealer. The dealer is going to go through issues because if you finish start dumping battery tech on me, and these guys don't want it. In Georgia, our governor signed a law saying that no municipality can force you to use battery lawnmowers. Opposite of California. Right. So all the landscapers boo to Georgia. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but the, the dealer is the one that's going to suffer because if you're coming out with this tech, and me, Alan, and Goodyear, we want new tech every three, four years because we keep watching the influencers get the free equipment, this and that, and we think that we can just go out and buy it. You can't upgrade tech that fast, and you got a dealer still holding on to all your old tech because now his profit goes because he got to get rid of it. See, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think that the, the old tech as far mm-hmm. as – Dealers servicing small engines. I think, I think your skilled labor for servicing small engines. Yeah. I think that's dying. That's going bye bye. Like yeah, you, you know, there's not a lot of people that you know, There's not a lot of people <clears throat> in their twenties that are coming in that are able to work on small engines. Nope. So I, I think as the the old labor dies off and retires and 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 exits the workforce. Yeah. As battery technology evolves, these become less less of a manual labor. Yeah, it's just you know, disposable. It, Throw this away right. and replace it. And, and, and more it. and more of a tech type thing, which is what these these twenty somethings and, and younger right. they're going to be more tech minded yep. to work <clears> on the technology that's the battery tech compared mm-hmm. to the small engines and you know cleaning a carburetor or or, or, or figuring that kind of stuff out. all right i'm gonna tie all this up 
because I know we got to go. But go to what you were saying. Junior know how to cut grass because he, I'm his daddy. Most of these kids out there don't know how to cut lawns. Period. How do I learn how to fix my black truck when I had it had for twenty years, twenty plus years, all my lawn equipment because I was hands on. When it broke, I had to fix it. Mm-hmm. The new equipment that's more high tech and kids like that don't know how to fix. We go back to what you're saying. They can't go to small engine repair schools because they're not interested in that stuff. So the mechanics there, they could. They, that's why you see it's seventy six dollars an hour and all this and that. So they could pay him forty. They can keep the other thirty five, whatever it is. Um, the workforce is just not coming along like it used to. So it's it's now if I can't pay these guys, I got to figure out a way to still run my business. So now I got to go back to what you were saying. Okay, I got to figure out a way to get a robot more, show up. All I need is a tech that know how to trim this and that. Now, if you ask that tech anything about that more, he ain't going to know nothing. Goes back to True Green Kimlon. Those techs don't know nothing. They just got a certain product, put this down, go mm-hmm. on about your business. That's where everything's going. That's why I keep telling these young landscapers, you're going to have to adjust your equipment, the battery more, we not battery more, the battery products. Now, the weed eaters and stick edges and stuff, that's taking off. A lot of guys, um, blades of grass, he uses it and all this and yeah, that. Yeah, he's definitely cutting edge. Yeah, so, so right. but, that tech that, is going to go forward. That he's tech, been using robots, too. He's got robots on a right. exactly. commercial properties. That, the handheld tech is there. Yeah. You know, the batteries are mm-hmm. there. You know, there's companies that are, that are coming out like Crest um, that have faster recharge times, like, yep. you know, that have figured out those issues and have gotten past those. That tech's there. Yep. Um, but this, the big hurdle is still like, well, as far as mowers go, mm-hmm. why would I spend $20,000 more for something that does the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and until, until these companies can get past that and figure that out, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see mass uh, adoption of that technology through the landscape. No, I, I talk to landscapers all the time, and that's the last thing they would start. Right. They, but, we'll, we'll talk about it. But a but a blower, it, yeah. but a blower or a trimmer, yeah, shoot, that's that's going to be done. Listen, because you know, if if you've got a two cycle engine that's starting to go, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is pull up on a house and crank and crank exactly. and crank and crank, and you can't get it started, dude. You slap a battery on that sucker and that's it's ready good. to go. When we get the properties, I got a BR six hundred uh, and an eight hundred uh, C. That's the one with the cord in the back. Junior won't use the 800 because it's too heavy, and it's powerful. The 600 he'll use, but his favorite tool of choice is a battery blower, handheld. These are properties that are maintained so we don't have a lot of debris. Right, you're not talking about huge leaf cleanups yeah, nah, no, or something nothing like, like that. that. Nothing like that. But, but listen, if you're doing a maintenance mow, you show up on a 5,000-square-foot property, yeah. you don't need a BR-800. Nope. Yeah, just blast it right off. With like, yeah. dude, I mean, a handheld blower is whoop, 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 whoop. You're done and, and 10 minutes, and you're gone. We're gone. He'll use it, slam dunk it in the truck. Like, yeah, let's go. Right. Battery. <laughs> I mean, and, and the nice thing about that, obviously, is with it being battery, you just pick it up and blow. You yeah. don't have to crank it up. And then... Okay, well, hey, this guy, his newspaper's in the way. Let me move the newspaper. You set down the blower. You yeah. don't have to worry about it 
idling dead and then cranking it back it up. Like you just you're ready to go. Yeah. And believe me, I get sent so much equipment. I got plenty of batteries. That's never been an issue. But when you find a good more, because it's all going to start from the more. Most people, they out looking for mores. All right. right. So if they get the more, they're happy with it, then they start buying the weed eater and all that good stuff. Now you got five, six, seven batteries. That's going to solve that issue where people tell me, well, the battery doesn't last. There are no batteries in homeowner lawnmowers that's going to last 12 hours a day. You got 30, 45 minutes of good runtime. But when you buy into their platform, now you got endless hours of runtime. Mm-hmm. Greenworks, when they when I first started using them, I was trying to get people to understand this. You'll never run out of battery with this lawnmower. This is how it works. You get two batteries. You got a fast charger that comes with it, a dual fast charger. When that first battery goes dead, take it off, put it on the fast charger. You still got 30 minutes on this battery. Okay, so that one drains one down fully, then drains the other then one. It, then it they don't all over. do that. Some the, of them drain them all equally. equally. Like the Milwaukee, I think That's it, how it my ego drives off of pulls power from both. All That's so them. they can yeah. just get more power to the right. legs. But once that die, you put it on a charger, you run it with this battery. All right, when you get close, and the good thing about the Greenworks is they have a meter on top of the handlebar where you can see it. You can see it, yeah. All right, so when that one is almost dead, you simply just go get the other battery. And put it in. Now, people say, well, you still had to stop. I stopped with my gas a little more. Right. You run out of gas. Yeah. Same thing. Run out of gas. Or you need to take a break or something. But a, a two-minute stop is not going to diminish the value of the intended mm-hmm. purpose. Right. Now, what I do recommend, I told all the battery lawnmowers that I work with, companies, your lawnmower needs to come with two batteries. Or you need to have a hellified battery that's going to last an hour or something. The one I had that, that lasted the longest on the single battery was the Ego uh, Select Cut. And mine came with seven, I think it's seven and a half. 7.5, yeah. All right. They got a 10 amp, too, if I'm not mistaken. They got a 12 amp 12. power battery. Becomes, okay, now they got yeah. 12. All right. That sucker's a beast. It, the, yeah. But <laughs> but they're not shipping those batteries with it because the money is not in the lawnmower. The money is to get you to buy the five $600 battery. Sure, that's the idea. They want to, everybody, all yeah. these companies, we were talking about Ryobi earlier. Ryobi, Ryobi. Um, so, I, I, I used to call it Ariobi. <laughs> well, I, I remember those BYD videos. Yeah. Here's the Ariobi. <laughs> the thing about those is they're they're uh, it's like buying it's like buying um, action figures. That's how I look when I was a kid, and I'd start buying GI Joe action figures. You got to mm-hmm. buy them all, right? So you collect them all. Yep. Star Wars action. That's how Ryobi is. Like you, you can't just buy the lawnmower. Now they got a fan, and they got a. You know, okay, what you just A sump said. pump and a pressure washer. They got all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I already got all the batteries, right. man. Right, then, then next thing you know, you're like, well, you, they you, have this. You're on the platform. Gotta, right, the, yeah. then, then you're like, <laughs> you're well, the they, have, they have a, a grease gun. I only yeah. I only grease things, you know. Two, I still I got, got, got one grease zerk in my but, house. <laughs> but but listen, I can't ever get my stupid grease gun to work right. But, man, you know, all right, let me, might let me, as well buy I'm, that, I'm, too. I'm going to tell you this. I know we got to go. Well, that's why I don't buy Rayobi, just so you know. Listen, be in the don't, don't say that, because you got to hear the story first. They sent me the first cross-cut, all right, the two-wheel drive, mm-hmm. two six-ounce batteries. All right, I'm impressed. Use that. Um, didn't use it as much when I first got it, because I just I had to do testing on all these other mores. So, standing line, Rayobi. Start using it. I was like, wait a minute. It's pretty nice. Cuts one and a half to four and a half. 
hey, BYD, we want to send you another one. We want to send you the all-wheel drive version, AWD. You talk about cutting low, it cuts one inch to four inch. I said, okay, there are no battery lawnmowers on the market that cut 0.5 rotor mowers, that cut 0.5, Right. You may think it does, but it doesn't. All right. But long story short, use that. Fell in love with. I mean, it's it's a monster. That's the only lawnmower that I use that could cut 17.5 with two batteries, and I got to taste the battery still left at the end. Charges pretty fast. None of them do real well in the heat. It, the Greenworks does for some reason. It, it, it can take that heat. But all the other ones, it get 95. Um, they get overheated? Yeah, they start shutting off on you this and that. But long story short, I got those. I got the Ryobi um, air pump for a bicycle, my truck, mm-hmm. anything. I got a Ryobi fan. We take that out when we cutting grass when it's hot. Yep. I got a Ryobi um, LED light. You get what I'm saying? Then they're, they're couple, doing minute, it right. A, a couple of months ago, not uh, last month, I bought the Ryobi scrub brush <laughs> to, to clean my carpet. Yeah. I'm they hooked. have a scrub brush. For yeah. Hey, no, they I, got everything. They got they, they got, got stick vacuum. They have everything. Like, See, I mean, that's that's where they're it, really, you know. See, and and that's, you get well, hooked, man. Right. I'm telling you, I love it. Colt, get Colton, down. Get down. <laughs> uh, but but and and that's where I think I think Ryobi's got it. They they've got it understood mm-hmm. because they say, hey, you know what? Once BYD is bought in, then he's a customer for life. For life. Because we say, hey, you know what? You know what we noticed you didn't have? This vacuum. And you're like, okay. you know what? I already got the batteries. Now, well, so okay. now I don't even need to buy a battery. I can buy the cheaper version of that. Yep. And I, I'll use that. Okay, well, well, hey, next thing you know, they're going to be making coolers. Every, they and, have a cooler. And, do they? Yeah, they yeah, have see? a cooler. <laughs> they have a cooler. Hey, but go back to what you were saying. BYD, we, we know you love us so much. We want to see your head trim. I use that. BYD, we noticed you've been using this other blower. We want to send you ours. It's a backpack handheld blower with holds three batteries. Oh, because the the backpack is just batteries. It's just yeah, batteries. Yeah, I've seen those. That's pretty cool. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So that's what I said. They're, it's, it's they are, they're smart. They're yeah. smart. Super yeah. And smart. listen, I I want to talk about real quick. Just I know you want to wrap up, but I don't want. I don't want to wrap. <laughs> up. Well, because <laughs> it's talk all day. Hey, well, we're gonna go to my house. You want to? You know, the, I need so, somebody to cut my lawn while. Yeah, we gotta go cut this grass. How? Out. I want to just, I want to know, and, and and this is maybe this marketing or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. How has Ryobi gone from being, they hey, used to be the bottom listen, of the listen, barrel. Listen. I, now I, their stuff is great. Listen, I said this when I used it the first time, and I said it on camera. I said, I'm going to be real with you. Ryobi used to be trash. Mm-hmm. I remember the blue Ryobi yeah. tools, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, tell you when it, I'll tell you when it <laughs> happened. It's when, because didn't. Ego used to be in Home Depot. They did. Just yeah. then, a couple of years ago. Right. And so Ego is now exclusive. And I have to disclose, Ego is my sponsor. Okay. So Ego is now uh, exclusive with Lowe's and Ace. Yes. And so I think when that happened, that's when Ryobi said, okay, we're going to step, step up our game now. Because Ryobi was always known as the second tier, the cheaper, yeah. the not as quality. So they just were like, well, there's a hole now in Home Depot. So they just brought everything they up. They bought and I, all good the for space. Them. If you go to the battery lawnmowers, they, they the have space. six lawnmowers Ryobi. Yeah. If you walk, when you first walk in, that first aisle that they show you everything, it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. They have Ryobi days that get you hooked onto the to the platform. 
Yeah, they're smart. They got me hooked. I'm, I got 18-volt and 40-volt batteries right. everywhere in the house. And it works. Yeah. And, and their stuff works great. But, you know, good on good on them yeah, for, for seeing the hole they and saying, hey, you know what? You know, we've always been thought of as a lower tier. And they're still kind of, you know, when you talk to professionals and people mm-hmm. doing contract work, they still kind of crap on it. But from my experience I've been in the last – a lot more people use in a, it. In the last yeah. few years, my experience says, listen, there's – the, I'm a DeWalt guy. I've always been a DeWalt guy. Yeah. I've always had the yellow and black tools. Mm-hmm. The tools that I've used from Ryobi are every bit as good as the DeWalt tools that I've used. And DeWalt has lost Space Shelf at right, Home because, Depot. Right, because if you're yeah. Home Depot and you're saying, hey, this is the company that we're putting all of our our, our you know money behind, yeah. uh, and they're producing tools every bit as good, why would we you – know, they probably have a better mm-hmm. – uh, better profit off of those tools because Home Depot is the exclusive distributor yeah. for them. Yeah. So and then they get in a lot of free marketing from BYD. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I helps. went to Ryobi f- uh, field day a couple years ago. I remember like that. I said, yeah. they were, I was, I, I was impressed with I everything I saw. Yeah. But I think that's why I saw you use that first the one with the little joystick on it. You know, I didn't was, like that. I, I haven't still, seen yeah, a lot about that. Yeah. I saw there's a guy in my yeah. neighborhood that just bought one. Does he? It, That's the I first one I've seen in the wild. It looks like a mobility scooter. It, it, yeah. It. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I just. Here, sorry, here, Ryobi. Here's I something. Can't I can't Ryo- get behind it. Either. Ryobi, um, Home Depot. These guys need to fix. I'm always in Home Depot and Lowe's. I like Home Depot a tad bit more. Well, who else pays the most? But Home Depot <laughs> is in, based in Georgia, Arthur Blank. I'm a Falcon fan. It is what it is. I support anything that's ATL or Georgia. Mm-hmm. All right. So long story short, when I'm in there, the one thing I've been noticing, and it's been going on for years, your regular lawnmowers used to always sit outside. Now we have all this battery lithium mowers and all this and that. They're sitting them outside in the rain, in the elements. So when you go buy one, do not buy one that's been outside. I in would the never buy one that was sitting outside. No, no just do for not the, never no. buy one. They if can you can get it, that's on the inside. Get that one. Make them take it one off the showroom floor. That's what I right. Yeah. yeah, you say I uh, want that one. I, want I don't care one. how many butts have sat on. I don't it. care. I, I can wipe that clean with some Lysol. Like, but sitting out there in the sun and element, that's that's if I was. Doing business with a company that would—it is a bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look. Yeah, especially when I get out there and I'm showing you all the rusted, this and that. It's not intentional, but it's something that, as a consumer, well, because I wouldn't leave it out in the rain when I owned it. So why are you leaving it out in the rain before I own it? Because they don't have the storage area. They don't have a Pacific indoor building that's designed for. This where we keep our lawnmowers. And the other thing is, they got to watch my videos, your videos, and everybody else's videos to find out how they work because you can't go to a Home Depot and Lowe's and they take you on a joyride with the the $3,000 lawnmower you're about to spend, spend your money on. You go to a commercial dealership like Campbell's Hardware and Equipment, I want that one. They'll take you outside and let you show you everything. Sure, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why, I mean, I recommend people buying a mower, go to a dealer if you want. Right, if you're you're buying a mower that That a dealer carries, go buy from the dealer. Yeah, if a dealer has it, absolutely buy it Go to the deal. I used to buy my super recyclers from dealers because that was the only place you could get them. I don't know if it's the same way, but when I Mm -hmm. buy a Toro super recycler, that was a dealer-only model. I don't see super recyclers in the uh, Home Depot Lowe's. I only see them at dealers. I haven't looked in a while. Right, but the the other thing is, if you buy a mower that's sold at a dealer. Go back, dude. I see the regular ones. 
Right. I know those right. are yeah, people, but, but not the battery. The super recycler was right. always reserved for dealers. I don't know if they've changed that. Right. But so so what I was saying is if you buy a mower that's sold at a dealer and mm-hmm. sold at a Home Depot or a Lowe's or Ace or whatever, and it breaks down and you have to service it, which Lowe's, Home Depot, Ace, they don't service mowers, Ace, right? no. Well, Ace services. Do they? Yep. So, well, if you yeah, take it. Yeah. And so, um, Northern Tools, they'll service the equipment yeah. you buy from them. Now, I don't know if it's every Ace, but I know like the Gus Box Ace up there in yeah. Northwest Indiana, they have a great service I don't department. think it's every Ace. I, the newer Aces don't the, have the all Ace the right service around the corner, I don't think He doesn't does. Crowder's here? Okay, so yeah. some do. But, I do yeah. know that the one in Indiana does. Right, but what I'm saying is if you buy that mower from Home Depot mm-hmm. and you go to take it to your dealer – you are not going to get the same kind of service out of that nope. dealer as you would if you would have bought it from them. All right. Like they just, they just, don't, they're not yeah. going to care about you. Understandable. Yeah. And I, I get that. So, but if you had the option to buy it from a dealer, I would much rather, I would support a local yeah, family owned dealer over a home All depot. Absolutely. Everybody. Here's what I suggest if you buying any type of equipment, just see if there's a dealer around. Now, some people don't want to pay the dealer price. The dealer price may be about $40. $10 more than what it is in the store. Is it? I don't know. Is it? Some places it is. I've seen oh, that. I thought they'd protect them that it, way. It's a little bit higher, but technically the brand you're getting at the dealer is supposed to be different from the one in the store. Should now, I've heard be. that's not true. It's, I'm not going to say it, but it's, I was about <laughs> well, to. Well, <laughs> because it makes, I don't, I don't know how, I, to me, if I'm Toro, it if would be really weird. If you're buying the same model. Yeah, it would be expensive to have a different line to run dealer. It's, it's not going to be a to, different line. It's just going to be a different model number. Right. So uh, it's going to be I'm the saying. same model. If you're it's buying, just going to be a different number. If you're buying an ABCD123 model mm-hmm. from Home Depot or a dealer, it should be exactly, should the, be same. exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and and if, if your dealer is telling you that it's different, they're probably just blowing smoke up your butt to try yeah. to make you buy it from them. But you know why they do the number different? So when you bring it in the service, they know it came know. from a dealer. Mm-hmm. All right. If you buy from a dealer, the dealer I buy from, anything new you buy, they register the product for you right down the spot. Yep. Right. All right. If you buy from that dealer and you have issues with that particular piece of equipment, you get priority over people who didn't buy from them but bringing equipment to them. Well, and that's, I mean, if we're going back to the professional, mm-hmm. most professionals will buy the brand that they has the closest dealer to where their route is. Yep. Right. So be like, I'm a Toro man. I'm a Ferris man. Well, you can be a Ferris man, but if there isn't a Ferris dealership within a hundred miles of you, yep. you'd be stupid to purchase that, right? Because mm-hmm. where even you if, get, even well, if it's, unless Ferris is owned by Toro and they can all overlap, but you get what I'm saying, right? right? You want to, yeah. You want to have a dealer. Well, you can by. get the parts and stuff. People yeah. ask me about that. Why do you use Toro? I say I used to use Xmark when um, COVID happened, shipping issues, delays, plants closing. So Toro took advantage of that moment to force their products out even more, but. I end up getting a uh, 30, 52-inch uh, Z-Master, the 36-inch uh, Pro-Line, um, and the 21-inch uh, Toro commercial mower with the Honda engine on it. The reason I got the other, other two, even though this one uses three blades, the 52, the 36 uses the same blades. Oh, okay. So now I don't have to worry about getting different blades. Right, you just know I, I got all these same blades yep. on hand. I got five Toro dealers on my route. Anything goes wrong, I got a dealer. Right, you're, you're five, ten minutes yeah, away that's from the dealer at all times. And that's what makes yeah. sense. The, the guy asked me, well, why don't you get a bad boy, this and that. I said, first of all, bad boy is, don't get me wrong, they may, they if I'm not mistaken. Tractor Supply, I think. Yeah, that's the only place I've seen them. Tractor yeah. Supply, along with Greenworks there. They look cool. But um, if I'm not, who did Toro just buy? Was it, it wasn't bad boy, it was another major. 
I can't remember. Can't I remember, remember seeing. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they, they bought somebody recently. Oh, somebody who's kind of big. But you buy your equipment based on what's serviceable in your area. Right. Yeah. So 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 while we're talking about equipment and, and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I will say a couple of years ago, uh, I worked with Aaron's. The, uh, yeah. Aaron's Gravely. Same same company, basically. Okay. Um, and Don't they make fares also? I don't think so. I think that's a different company. But so okay. they. No, that's so, uh um, There's a bunch of them that are yeah. all commingled, right? Yeah. But so, so they are sold. Their their homeowner, you know, residential models are sold in Lowe's, and mm-hmm. they're also sold at the dealer. And one of the things that I found was super common from from this mower that I was using was people were buying them from Lowe's, mm-hmm. and they were having problems with them because they were assembled incorrectly. Because when it comes to Lowe's, you know, when a mower comes, it comes in a crate, right? Yep. And you got to put it together. There's, there's, it. You're, you're not putting together all of it, but there's a lot of components that you got to put. You know, on. your, 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 your controls have to be put on. Your yep. seat has to be put on. All that kind of stuff. And they were being put on incorrectly, and they were having issues with them. Correct. Whereas if you bought that from a from a dealer, that dealer, that. you know they're going to put it together correctly because yep. that's what they do. Exactly. You know, it's not just some seventeen year old walking off the street that they say, "Hey, we got these mowers, go put them together." Yep. You know, it's a guy that deals with these mowers day in day out. It's probably your maintenance guy who's certified on these mowers, there you putting go. these mowers together. And if you buy, I know we got to go out. If you buy from the big box store. You got 29 days to tear that thing up before you can take it back to the store. Day 31, you got to deal with the deal. Right. The manufacturer. Got to deal with the manufacturer. Hey, go back to Toro or or whoever. So that process in itself is a nightmare. I'm here to tell you. So you buy it from the store. I tell anybody don't buy your husband a lawnmower gift and he got to wait three months to open it up. You get it for him the day before his birthday. And go out there and drive the crap out of it to see if anything wrong. If he with likes it. it, or if he just like doesn't like if it. If he doesn't like it, you could take it back. But day thirty one, that's yours. The dealer is a little bit different. Not saying they're gonna take it back, but right. if anything but they're, tears they're up, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do what they, they can to make it right. Exactly. So Toro acquired the Intimidator Group in January of twenty twenty two, and that is Spartan Mowers. Spartan okay, Mowers. That's what it yeah. was. So listen thought, to this. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this. The Intimidator Group is an Arkansas-based company founded in 2013, so only 10 years. Yeah. And they got it. I mean, I'd seen their displays at Those at are the, the ones. Expo. They look freaking with cool. The guns with on the guns them and all that. The yeah. They did really well with, with the look and the yeah. feel. I don't know how good a quality they are. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. 10-year-old company in, acquired by Toro. Now, here's listen to this. They were focused on building uh, greatness. The Intimidator Group family includes Spartan Mowers, Intimidator UTVs, mm-hmm. Envy Neighborhood Vehicles, Bad Dog Accessories, Groundhog Max, and Gourmet Guru Grills. <laughs> so I wonder, so, so it's, it's a complete outdoor now. It's a complete outdoor brand. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Spartan mowers definitely look cool. So uh be interesting to see what they do with so that. So I wonder brand. if Toro is going to leave their infrastructure alone or will they come in and say, well, we're going to take that off the Spartan mower, put it on. Right. This uh, just, like, just like, uh, not Elko, um, Xmark. Yeah. And Toro. If you yeah, buy X Mark, yeah, those are the two sister they companies, share, right? But the, yeah. tor- the X Mark has a jack stand, right? A circle jack stand that you can jack it up. The Toro, the commercial ones, don't have it on there. Uh, no. So the Titan does. The Titan the, has the a new, little little tor- circle, small circle. What's called? Yep, and you just put the jack under. Okay, there. Okay, but they was keeping it, trying to keep it separate yeah. because no. I'm not gonna say you diminish the X Mark brand, but 
Yeah, you got it's unique selling proposition. Exactly. Yeah. All right, boys, let's wrap this up. We're going to go mow my lawn now. So for those of y'all listening, hope you learned a little something here. Uh, Mike, before you go, tell them where they can find you at. Uh, Two, well, really three places, but two, um, Bermuda Grass Central on YouTube. All right. Then we got Bermuda Grass Central on Instagram. Uh, We got Bermuda Grass Central on Facebook. We got B underscore G underscore Central on X, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, whatever they call it now. <laughs> X now. Yeah, X. And um, just so you know, you guys who like the barbecue, you like barbecue? Hey, I follow you. Grilling okay. with BYD. That, see, there you go. I got a barbecue channel also. I didn't know that. This, yeah. this is new. Yeah, it's pretty new. Okay, well, you're talking to a guy over there that bought a Blackstone, used it once, and sold it on uh, Marketplace like a week later. Uh, but. I, I cook on my Blackstone. How, how often do we barbecue, Junior? Like twice a week now? Yeah. I yeah. have a Traeger, but I have I have been curious to get a Blackstone, but more of a portable one that I can take out to the beach. That's okay. how I wanted to do yeah. it. But. All right, I'm going to watch then. So uh-huh. you have a Blackstone? Yeah. Or something? Okay, well, I'll learn from because I don't know how to cook on one <laughs> grilling, of those. Grilling yeah. with BYD. I'm just yeah. like every other man. I'm like, that looks really cool. Like, I could be like, a, like I'm at the Waffle like a, House. Yeah. Have, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> a four burner, um, Blackstone, a uh, Brunswick uh, pit ball smoker. That's the one with like four. Four chambers in it, it's real tall. Biggest one they got. Then I got a uh, Pit Boss um, Memphis grill. That's the one with the charcoal, gas, and an electric oven on it, all in one unit. Woo. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll definitely start watching it. So. <laughs> all right, so y'all check it out. I'll put links in the description below. Also, make sure you check out Mike. And if anybody is wondering, BYD stands for the Big Yard Dog. Just want everybody to know that. D-A-W-G. Right. Get it right. Go dogs. All right, guys. So can I close it out? Close it out. You're tuned into Bermuda Grass Central with BYD. This is Michael Bowman, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all. So hope you enjoyed that. Again, I think it's fun to get a little bit more behind-the-scenes information on one of your favorite YouTubers, Mike, a good friend. Looking forward to seeing you at the Equip Expo this year. And uh, we're actually bringing a lighter crew this year and going to have a little bit less going on. But uh, that way, hopefully, I can enjoy the show myself this time and uh, get out and do a lot of things with some of my friends, including Mike Bowman. So hope you guys enjoyed this. Got a lot more fresh content coming up, including that pots planting plugs video. Man, did that come out not like I expected, but uh, definitely identified some mistakes I made that I think may have contributed to it and uh, have already replanted and got video number two coming. But you'll see video number one coming out here sometime in the next couple, two, three days. So hopefully you guys have. Enjoy that. Hope, have a great rest of your week and uh, enjoy the most. See ya. Bye.